0: on this week's episode we take on the horrifying case of gary Heidnick and the girls in the pit then compare gary to buffalo bill in our review of one of our all-time favorite movies the silence of the lambs so put the lotion on your skin and meet us in the pod shed we're sharing a nice bottle of chianti and talking about murder (laughs) welcome back to another episode of thc true hollywood crime i'm your host mariah that's your host bailey and if you know you know if you know that vibe you know exactly what we're doing tonight baby if you know you know (laughs) luckily we only have 10 listeners so i don't think (laughs) anyone's gonna sue us over that how's everyone doing hello welcome welcome to the podcast welcome welcome up top um thank you so much for all the comments thank you so much for all the the Support, thumbs up the, the uh, subscribes we really appreciate it keep it up if you haven't done it if you could shoot us off a review uh like rate subscribe on whatever you're listening to we would really appreciate that I'll it helps what us we can out get. and make sure that you go to THC podcast on instagram to follow up uh, we always have pictures of the cases pictures of ourselves Sometimes I'll throw a meme in there because I'm bored. Yeah. You know, follow us on social media. All around good times. All
1: around good times. How's it going, B? It's good. How's your week? Surprisingly good. Yeah. I mean, I talk a lot of trash about my child and how yeah. hard it is to be a mom. Yeah, but she's pretty great. But we had a great week. Funny enough, just in time for them to
0: cancel Dr. Seuss. Her <laughs> school has Dr. Seuss Spirit Week. Yeah, I so, think I think the schools across the nation have it. Yeah, all week. Because it's um, National Reading Week.
1: Exactly. So we've been doing crazy socks, crazy hats, crazy hair. This is really your time to shine as a mom. Absolutely. So I've been getting in on it all week long. Today was Pajama Day. And as we're walking into school, a mom stopped me. And she's like, I really got to tell you, Violet saved the day. The oh, So her daughter is a butterfly, right? So a year older than my daughter. Mm -hmm. And apparently on hat day, two of the butterflies had words and there were tears. Oh. And Violet... Felt the need to intervene mm-hmm. and talk to both of the girls. With a mediator. Yes. And then got them all to play together.
0: Love it. I <laughs> love to see it. This is queen energy.
1: And so the mom looks at me and she's like, I'm pretty sure Violet just turned four, right? And I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, she's so mature. And I'm like, too bad she can't regulate her own emotions that way. But I am so proud. I that feel like she, she does
0: regulate her own emotions that way, B.
1: I just, like at school, it's usually like if someone would say something like that to her, she would be the kid to cry. Like, I think it was about the hats or whatever. And I could see her having those same emotions. But for her to recognize, like, oh, I bet Mm. I would feel that way.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. And to step
1: in. We love it. Super proud moment as mom.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think your kid's great.
1: Yeah. So. Love that. She's the
0: best. Figure I
1: might as well say something nice about her for years from now when they might listen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We all know how much you love Vi. She's amazing. She's the best. Um, how's you? How's everything else going? Anything uh, else exciting? Um,
1: Nick had a really crazy work schedule, so I had the opportunity to watch a bunch of shit. Wow. Yeah. Um, I watched the first episode of The
0: OC okay yeah right did it take you back even though you have never seen it before it takes you back to that time in our lives which wasn't the best (laughs) for you
2: correct
1: (laughs) correct Uh correct wasn't a huge fan and i'm not a huge fan of a lot of people in the show because of that Mm -hmm. right because of like i don't know the ptsd but i really do like the seth character yeah and the man because of him and i don't know if his step if it's his stepdad i guess the lawyer
0: no, that's his dad. It's his
1: dad. Okay, yeah. well, their relationship's fucking weird. I can't tell.
0: They're like kind of buddy-buddy. Exactly. Um, I love
1: him. So I will continue to watch for that, and I can see how it will progress. And what is his
0: name in real life? Because he's a great he's actor. He's an amazing actor. I mean, Did I'm I? sure you guys all know because yeah. you've watched the OC. Now, you know who my favorite is. I'm sure you can clock that from a mile away. The main character, yeah. Ryan. Of <laughs> Ryan Atwood yeah. is by far. I'm yeah. here for Ryan and Ryan only.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: But it makes you wonder what happened to Misha Barton, doesn't it? She tried to do the Hills remake, and that didn't go oh. over well for her. Yeah, because I don't think she did hardly anything. Like, the OC was kind of it. And mm-hmm. then she was, like, the hot, like, young Hollywood girl for a long time. And then... I think she had some drug or addiction Yeah, I think issues. they all did back then. Yeah, I uh-huh. think she
1: checked in, and then getting back into the scene might have been a little bit harder than she anticipated.
0: Dang. Well, look... I know you probably won't watch The O.C., but I can tell you three seasons is about all you need. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it starts to be one of those shows where it's like, "Mm, we should have wrapped this up. But for some reason, if I remember correctly, isn't the ending
1: fairly shocking? Isn't it like a big like, whoa, finale? The
0: ending wasn't, but there's something that happens in the last season or two that's okay. a big shocking okay because
1: i remember i think watching like another movie and the kids in the movie or somebody they're watching it they're like oh they did so and so so dirty yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah no there's like a moment that is a very shocking moment for okay. the series but it's not if i remember correctly it's not the ending okay um well. But I could be wrong because I think I've only seen the ending once or twice. Mm. Usually when I, when I said that, oh, Lou and I have watched it a bunch of times, we like watch twice. it. yeah. No, we've watched it more than that, but we watch it until it stops being good anymore. And then yeah. We, so those, like. The first three. The old episodes yeah. or the whatever. Those, like, last few seasons, okay. I've probably only watched once or twice. Mm-hmm. Anywho, um, all I've been doing is watching Survivor. I even downloaded the CBS app to catch up because okay. Hulu only goes up to season 34. Oh, and they just got done. Season forty was the last one on TV. Literally, all I've been watching. Amazing. <laughs> all I've been doing is watching Survivor. Getting ready for my new job next week, which I got my first appointment. Be called. Today. I'm on the books, baby. Yeah, it was so funny because I was. What in- are the
1: chances? I knew you would be there today. I didn't know when. I
0: was at my new job today, getting like a little orientation, meaning learning the layout. Where everything is, you know, how to work the front desk, all that kind of stuff. And uh, as I'm sitting there with the salon manager, here comes B. And I already knew because I knew what day you wanted to come in. And she pulled up that day. And she's like, can I have your name, please? I'm like, it's Bailey. Yep. And then she started putting it in. and so great. She's all, "Okay, you want to book it for this? I'm like, nope, she needs this. And she's like, oh, she's actually sitting right next to me. (laughs) I'm like, yep, we got this. It's so funny. The best. But yeah, I already have clients booked for next week, my first week on the floor. So We're back to work.
1: Pretty exciting. Well, which means you'll have less time to watch stupid shit with me. But did you ever watch the TV show Party Down? No, I've never even heard of it. Which shocks me. Because (laughs) I know you'll love it. And to be honest, I don't even know how I found it. Is it an old show or a new show? It's an older show. Um, it's got Adam Scott. Oh yeah, uh huh. Lizzie Kaplan. I love I know you do Lizzie Kaplan. What's not to love. I don't know if you're going to know the name, but I know you know who he is. Ken Marino. Mm-mm. You'll, you know who he is when you see him. He's okay. in a ton of shit. Okay. Jane Lynch. Yep. Kristen Bell. Yep. Like. It's really? A, yes. It's a fucking. It's like an
0: A-list cast. Baller show, but it's like before they were all A-list. Right. Was it like a a regular cable TV show? Or was yes. it like an HBO thing? hmm
1: So basically, they're all struggling actors, and mm-hmm. they work for a catering service called party down oh that's fun and they all hate their job and it's just their shitty life stories trying to get to be a-list actors which almost all of them are now right nice yeah. uh-huh. so that's what you've been watching no they're doing a revival and i'm oh. so excited about
0: it okay because well. it
1: sounds like all the original cast is coming back for it sounds
0: like i need to find it and watch it and that's why i wanted to bring it up hopefully i can find it on something besides youtube i feel
1: like it would be on hulu i feel like they're trying to hype it up right now for this revival
0: i'll check it out for
1: sure so that's my tv recommendation and excitement
0: yeah, so, and because, besides Survivor, we've also both been watching our Married at First Sight. Oh, yeah, but we'll get to that Season during, 10. yeah, Married at First Sight hour. That's yeah, that's the second then, half of the podcast. Yeah. You guys are new here, the whole back end. That's
1: these two right <laughs> here.
0: Married at First Sight, back end. But um,
1: Nick and I watched a phenomenal movie. Ooh, uh-huh. I'm going to give it a 4.5, and the only reason I took half off is because there should have been nudity. Is, is it so good that you printed out the picture? What's not to love about this? It's like fucking Chuck E. Cheese on bath salts.
0: It's called Willie's Wonderland. So Abandoned. It's it's a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff. <laughs> it is. And it acknowledges that. that
1: oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's called Willie's Wonderland. And it made me so happy. Okay. The violence and the stupid plot line mm-hmm. and just the fact that he didn't have to say one word to star in the movie. Yeah.
0: He's <laughs> all, this is perfect.
1: So yeah, literally the only reason I gave it part of a star off is because there's a scene where obviously these two kids are fucking. And I mean, she was drop dead gorgeous. I needed some titties. Yeah. I really would have taken it to a
0: five. For okay. Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, filmmaker's. Take, Take note. note. Yeah, titties will get you a whole. <laughs> they will get you a whole extra. Half a knife <laughs> with Bailey,
1: <laughs> or even like if the guy wanted to show me some ass or some ab or something, I just really nudity would have taken it to that extra level for Fair me. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But yeah, phenomenal. Because he's had some. Nick, my husband has been picking some real duds lately. Uh oh. So this was a fire moment for me. I was like,
0: woo, redemption. Did um? Did you guys ever see that one with Melissa McCarthy and the puppets?
1: yes where she plays like she like a detective or she's something Mm -hmm.
0: yes and the puppets are like super raunchy yes exactly and i remember liking that (laughs) yeah i'm sure you did (laughs) i can't believe you printed out an entire full color i needed to see it just to really take it all in well hey i tell you what if you cut it out and frame it we'll put it in the project yeah the magic that it is how happy you're so happy about it yeah for real cut it out frame it we'll Put it in the pot shed. I will.
1: All right, let's get this shit show going.
0: Oh <laughs> okay. Um this week, okay. So first of all, next week we're gonna take a break because it is my first full week back to work and we just gotta settle and see yeah. how everything our new routine happens. Um so to go out on a little bit of a banger before our break, we are going to do the absolutely disgusting and twisted story of Gary Heidnick. And, of course, that's who they based Buffalo Bill, Silence of the Lambs on. So, that was B's movie of the week. Hence our
1: intro, just in case you didn't pick up on that.
0: In case you're not a Silence of the Lambs fan, which is absolutely insanity because it's the best movie ever. I'd say it's probably one of my top ten. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. It's for sure one of my top Mm ten.
1: And for it to be like an older movie and still just hold the quality to this day it's so good The filming the way it was edited the acting all of it
0: it's the acting and it's how intense it is for not much really happening but you're like even when i wouldn't say it's slow but it's also not like super it's a very quiet intensity Mm because like You're scared of Hannibal Lecter and he's behind glass and you know he can't get Clarice and you're still like... You're uncomfortable the whole time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, I was always way more uncomfortable around um, Anthony Hopkins' character than I was Buffalo Bill. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the scary one.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: So, yes, um, we love Silence of the Lambs. It's a great, great movie. I mean, I'm sure that there's... I think there's whole podcasts devoted to Silence of the Lambs and the whole, you know, Hannibal Lecter universe
1: as there should be so i was so excited so i got this text
0: um yeah i know we've been kind of putting it off for a while yeah real quick what's (laughs) your drinking game be this week
1: oh fuck all right what i even forgot what they all the rules are i don't know we've been kind
0: of making them up as
1: we go Well, you kept to your original list. I just forgot what was on the list. Well, I have a lighter this
0: time. So if you hear me spark up. If you hear me spark up a lighter. If Uh, you hear us. um, Oh, did we do Any Who last week? We did. Um, If you hear us say stop. Because we say stop a Mm -hmm. lot. Stop or the lighter flicking. You have to take a a drink. drink Or a hit Mm -hmm. of whatever you're doing.
1: (laughs) Real quick. Yeah. Did you hear about Jennifer Aniston's vocal tick?
0: Yes. Okay. Did you watch it? So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we saw, at least I saw it on TikTok. Right? Is that where you saw it? Yes. Um, Jennifer Aniston, at least in Friends, had this vocal tick where kind of like before she'd say anything, she almost like clears her throat a little bit. Right? And the only reason I bring
1: it up is because now listening back to our own podcast, I have a vocal tick. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody does. What's no, yours? It's like a kind of a oh yeah so I was gonna
0: say drink to that motherfuckers yeah <laughs> I know I can always I can always pick up on all the weird little things that I don't realize I'm doing yeah until I do it
2: mm-hmm. so one of stare. it is
0: sniffing loudly into the mic I was <laughs> like take a deep breath like that right into the microphone. <laughs> It what? sounds like I have a cold or a terrible cocaine Why habit. Why
1: don't you guys leave a comment and let us know what you think is super annoying about <laughs> our voice? Please. We would love to know. what our tics are. That'd be
2: great. We we'll would, start
0: drinking to those, too. We would absolutely love to know. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. No, that's great. Okay, y'all. <laughs> so, should, should we cheers? Let's do it. Cheers. cheers with us. Cheers to
1: Hannibal Lecter. Let's do this, people. Let's drink to Mr. Hannibal the cannibal. And badass Jodie Foster. Is is he Sir Anthony
0: Hopkins? Yes, he is. I thought so. Did I did not want to. I did not,
1: not want to sh- disrespect. Believe
0: me. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Okay. Now terrify so, me. I had never heard about Gary Heidnick before. I know nothing. I know nothing. Girl, trigger warnings for everything bad in the world. Worse than Albert Fish. I'm not going to say worse because there's no kids involved in this. I'll take it um and also albert fish did awful disgusting things but a lot of the stuff that freaked everybody out out about albert fish was stuff that he said he did and then you're we like don't. he was kind of a liar yeah. so you're like oh, are you exaggerating the already horrific mm-hmm. like he could have just did what he did to those kids and that been would have been enough horrific enough but then he had For to, like, him to go elaborate in all these crazy details where you're like okay um no i mean this isn't kids it is a lot of mentally handicapped people, oh, so it's okay. a lot of people with the mentality of children. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's just awful. Yeah, it's just gross. In its own right. uh-huh. Buffalo Bill was actually based on, for sure, at least two people: this guy Gary and then Ed Gein. Gain mm-hmm. Gein, Gein, Gein whatever. Um, and we had chose to do Ed Gein for Leatherface, Correct. which I feel like was the right move, absolutely, considering all the. Uh, human skin (laughs) furniture and clothing um but i believe wasn't ed gein making like a woman's suit for him to like replicate his mother definitely
1: wore no he kept the dead body or the dead
0: body of his grandma and then his mom it was for sure his mom okay he had terrible mom issues yeah and then but he was making like a, a woman's suit okay that wasn't in the movie but that's where the Buffalo Bill part mm-hmm, comes in, mm-hmm. um, is because yeah, it wasn't in. It probably wasn't in the movie you watched, but it's it was part of. His if you case. go back and listen to episode, right? That if was, we go
1: back and listen to whatever the fuck we, he talked was about. trying to
0: like build a woman's. Suit. I'm sure it makes sense. He had a fucking um, leather face, so what more do you want? Right. So that's like the Buffalo Bill tie-in yeah. for Ed Gein, but I'm glad we went with Leatherface for sure. Um, but Buffalo Bill definitely. Definitely has much stronger Gary Heidnik vibes. Um, and then they also said the Buffalo Bill was based on Ted Bundy. But Ted Bundy is like the Beyonce of serial killers. Right, he's his own creature. Well, no, just everyone, like he's such a famous serial killer yeah. that everyone wants to tie everything into Ted Bundy. Yeah, if I'd, we throw his name in it, we'll get more yeah, attention. Yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of Ted Bundy vibes with Buffalo Bill. It's definitely a Gary Heidnik, Ed Gein. Yeah. Mashup, Perfect. Okay. I can't wait because literally I've never even
1: heard of this name before.
0: I actually hadn't either until we did this podcast. Yeah. And I looked up, I was looking at movies based mm-hmm. on killers, based on true crime. And this is what came up. So again, trigger warnings for everything. Everything. If you have a hard time listening to anything, stop listening to us. Just <laughs> don't listen to this any longer. Don't listen to us. Listen to last week. It was about the bling ring. You'll probably love it. Yeah. So of course, Wikipedia was a source. Um An article by our good old all things interesting thanks, by guys. Mark Oliver which I think we've used one of his articles before thanks Mark and then I did listen to a podcast which didn't give me a ton of like new facts but again gave me a vibe gave me the same facts spoken into my eardrums as I did the dishes yeah um that one is called serial killing a oh. podcast another great one it was like 30 some odd minutes long and she told the whole story no fancy shit it was just her she did her socials at the top and then boom she was coming hard and fac- uh, fast with the gary heidnick facts See you girl love it and then at the end she was like and if you want a longer episode pay me and join my patreon and i respect that energy so i love a good pounding like that yeah it, Give it was it great to me girl i know i don't sometimes i don't need all the fluff i no. just she got through it In and there, i was like get it. oh yeah i got pretty much all of this so love perfect that. So, piece of shit, human, scumbag, garbage Gary Heidnick is born in 1943 in the suburbs of outside of Cleveland, Ohio. By the time he's three, he has a little brother and his parents are divorced. So, he bounces between his mom and dad's house. His dad's a piece of shit. He mentally, mentally, Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally abuses him. I'm sure he abused Gary's mom. Um, Gary's mom, I believe... I can't remember if she's an alcoholic. I know she has a lot of mental health issues, which is why Gary went to his dad's house so much, um, him and his brother. His dad constantly just, like, mocked and ridiculed him. Awesome. He ends up being like a bed wetter and so to try to get him to stop wetting the bed his dad would just beat the shit out of him for wetting the bed right. which that's going to help yeah of course and then shames him by hanging his soiled bed sheets outside of his bedroom window so the neighbors can Everyone all see, can see. his yeah. pee pee sheets draw attention to him mm-hmm. um but our guy Gary is very smart he is a 148 IQ Kay. so we're talking about genius level IQ yeah. He does well in school academically, but um he's obviously going through all this horrific ag- abuse. Imagine what he could have been. Imagine. He also suffers a head injury, which I can't remember how, but he does. He gets a really bad head injury, which again, this is something that a lot of these serial killers have in common. They get like, some a, kind of trauma. A bad head injury mm-hmm. when they're younger and it just Knocks fucks it. with them. Mm-hmm. So he gets the head injury and he's never the same after that it he's he was already like very socially awkward and kind of socially unaware but now he's violent he's angry he used to love animals and Mm -hmm. now he hangs animals from trees wow so like people that went to school with him notice a huge difference from when he got his head injury he made a big change damn so at 17 he drops out of high school joins the army Sorry, guys, winds up. It's important. It is. So he does pretty well in the Army. His, uh, you know, who's in charge of you in the Army? Your sergeant? Sure. White. All have great things to say about him. He trains as a medic, which he really likes. And then he kind of starts to experience severe headaches, dizziness, blurred vision, nausea. Goes to the military hospital and neurologists diagnose him with like a stomach disorder. Okay but they do note that he is also showing signs of like mental illness you they're think? like also on a on a side note mm, he might not be with it thanks guys they also like prescribe him like some kind of medication for like just general anxiety which I don't know. Like I get, but it just feels like back doesn't then, sound like that's gonna do. And just throwing pills at somebody without like an official diagnosis exactly. probably yeah. isn't gonna do great uh-uh. things. So he transfers to a mental hospital and he's diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder. All right, B, <laughs> who majored in psychology in college, I want to know I if you. you with honors? You With think I honors have any fucking
1: idea i believe it
0: was uh magnum cum laude or whatever they say exactly
1: you think i have any idea? what is
0: schizoid personality disorder i want you to take a guess uh,
1: schizoid personality disorder yeah is put the words like
0: together m- m- multiple personality situation nope no uh, personality disorder characterized by a lack of interest in social relationships that, sorry, that was all slurred. Social relationships, a tendency toward a solitary or sheltered lifestyle, secretiveness, emotional coldness, detachment, apathy. Bailey, you might have schizoid no, personality it's, <laughs> yes,
1: Actually, what was happening? I was processing everything you were saying.
0: Oh my god, B, I figured it oh. out. I never realized that because I just honestly, that I copied and pasted because I'm like, I'm not going to type out the But hearing definition. the words out loud, yeah. put a picture of me in the dictionary. Lack of interest time. in social relationships, tendency towards a solitary or sheltered lifestyle, secret, well, you're not very secretive, but secretiveness, unless are you, what are you keeping from me? I
1: mean, from you, no, but from everybody else, yeah. a
0: thousand things. Emotional coldness and detachment and apathy. That is yeah, hilarious. me. I figure I was wrong with Bailey, y'all
1: anyways no, that's going on instagram you and gary
0: Heidnick, a little <laughs> fucked up it's okay did you ever have a head trauma when you were younger i'm sure with my
1: parents yeah. the way i was raised
0: someone dropped you on concrete i for remember sure.
1: dropping myself on concrete
0: yeah you are pretty clumsy i
1: am so clumsy i'm missing part of my
0: chin mm-hmm. it's true even if your parents wouldn't have done it to you when you're younger you did it to yourself when you got older but i have all of my original teeth thank you very much me too girl Hey, now there might be a little crown on one or two of them, but I do have all my original teeth. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying I haven't knocked my own teeth out. (laughs) Yep. So 13 months after enlisting, Gary is honorably discharged. Okay. Though it's to be noted that several of his army peers think that he was faking all of this. Oh. At least faking the mental disorder part of it. Yeah. To get discharged and then collect a disability payment, which he does collect a disability payment huh. for the rest of his free life. Okay, genius. So, yep, they think that there mm-hmm. was nothing wrong with him and he faked everything. Yeah, which, based on that IQ,
1: anything's possible.
0: Anything's possible. So, from 62 to 71, Gary has a few jobs he's kind of in and out of the mental hospital tries to commit suicide like 13 times oh yeah you know his mom has cancer and is the uh, and is an alcoholic plus her underlying mental illness so she does commit suicide i believe mm. she drinks poison or she drinks something that poisons her yeah um his little brother is also kind of in and out of mental hospitals um he has depression multiple suicide attempts all of this shit, plus Not the fucked surprising. up dad. Yeah. He's got. He's just a fucked up family. Yeah, it's a sick family, unfortunately. And so this makes Gary obsessed with the idea of having his own family, big family, lots of kids. He's gonna do better. He's gonna do better. He's gonna raise these kids mm-hmm. and have it's, a great life. It's a second chance. So in seventy one, he starts a church called the United Church of the Ministers of God. He starts it with five followers who are all mentally disabled, um, or is it mentally handicapped? I don't know what the correct terminology is. Yes, yeah. but they're mentally handicapped adults. Um, he, his first deposit to the bank is of $1,500. He quickly grows, um, gets more and more followers. Eventually, by the time this all taps out, he's worth $500,000, which is around $3 million in today's money. What do you think he's preaching? I mean, it doesn't sound like his audience he needs to preach. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. think he had to put that much effort into it, but um, who knows? I'm just curious. People really like fire and brimstone, probably mm. something like that. Yeah. Something very like mm-hmm. aggressive. Right,
1: because last week we had, you know, the teachings of the secret.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't think that's what he was teaching. I know.
0: So at some point, he impregnates two different women. Wow. The first is a woman named Gail, and their son is given up for adoption, right away okay the second but is
1: anyone's a,
0: choice in particular i can't remember why for gail okay maybe she maybe it was just a yeah. a whoopsie daisy no yeah no big the second is an illiterate mentally disabled woman named anjanette their baby's immediately placed in foster care because anjanette is deemed not Capable. a mentally competent yeah. adult mm-hmm. to have a child i guess i don't know it's a 70s Everything was different back then. Right. Um, so that baby's put into foster care. In 1978, on Jeanette's little sister, Alberta, who is mentally disabled and lives in a full time care facility, she's 34 years old. She has the cognitive abilities of a five year old. So this is Alberta on Jeanette's little sister, Correct. right? Gary shows up to her care facility, signs her out for the day, takes her back home, locks her up in a storage room in his basement where he rapes and tortures her for 10 days. Police finally figured out who signed her out last. Oh. Find her at Gary's house. She's brought back to her care facility. She's examined and she has been raped, sodomized, and now has a case of gonorrhea. Oh,
2: my God.
0: Gary's arrested, charged with kidnapping, rape, unlawful restraint, false imprisonment, involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, and interfering with the custody of a committed person. However... His sentence is overturned due to some appeal, some <gasps> loophole that Stop they find. Right now. Nope. He spends three years in a mental institution and is released in 1983 under the supervision of a state sanctioned mental health program. So what? he's back out, baby. What? Ray to rock. Disgusting.
1: Absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah. Yes,
0: I agree. 1985, Gary marries a Filipino woman named Betty Disto. He met Betty um, through like a mail order bride service. That's not the words they used in the article, but that's what it is. Yep. Um, She shows up. A month later, they get married. He cheats on her constantly. She catches him multiple times. It's really doing a great
1: job at keeping this whole perfect picture going
0: yep he also beats rapes and assaults betty oh yeah he also forces betty to watch him have sex with other women usually sex workers so less than six months after their marriage betty leaves good i believe she goes back to the philippines way to go boo but she is pregnant oh god she gives birth september 1986 and um she never has contact with gary so, thank goodness. Now we have three women, three kids, no family, no contact with any of them. Oh my gosh. So, two months after that, November 1986, Gary lures sex worker Josephina Riviera to his house in North Philadelphia. Um, they have sex. And when they're done, she's getting dressed, and Gary comes up from behind her, chokes her drags her down to his basement where he shackles her limbs together with chains and he seals the bolts with super glue. Okay. So she can't even like try to pick the locks. Nope. He then beats her with a stick until she stops screaming for help. And then he throws her into a pit that he's dug into the basement floor. And he has like a pallet of boards that he puts on top of it. Gotcha. So this, I didn't read, at some point the hole must get bigger But as of right now, the hole is barely big enough to get Josefina in because there is an interview with her that I didn't credit because you just look it up on YouTube. I don't know. I mean, it was like a it was like a news, like, right, like a 2020 interview or something from the 90s. Yeah. So if you go on YouTube and just type in Gary Heidnick's name, her interview will pop up. Um, you know, it's not the easiest thing to watch, but it's not that hard. Like, it's much easier to watch hers than it is to watch his Um, because there's an interview with him as well but she said that she could barely fit in this hole and that he had to keep beating her some more to try to like squish her down to fit into this hole she couldn't breathe because she was asthmatic and she was like her face was pressed up against the dirt yeah plus i'm sure she's panicking of course um but yeah and then he boarded it up put the boards on top of her she said that that first night she spent um 27 hours in there she only knows that because the radio was on so she could keep track of the time. Wow. And then at some point she starts to hear crying coming from on top of the boarded up part of the hole. And that's when he, she realizes that he's taken another woman. Oh and my I gosh. believe this is Sandra. And I don't go into like the timeline of who he kidnapped when, but I just just watched the interview before we did this. So I remember her saying that he had taken a woman named Sandra and Kind of, you know, the same process, yeah. the beating, the shoving mm-hmm. her in the hole and all of this happening with her right there. Yep. So over the next three months, Gary kidnaps five more women ranging in ages from 18 to 25. Um, he lures them into his house or into his car. A lot of them he picks up off the street. They're either sex workers or they kind of meet him through his air quote church. Mm-hmm. Some are mentally disabled. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are mothers. Um, not all of them. All of the women are black, however, and they are all chained up in the basement and they spend all day in the pit. Interesting. So it was like they would be in there all day and I guess he'd let them out at night and then chain them to his, um... What is that? What's like a big pipe in a basement? Like a... Like a water pipe? Yeah, like a water pipe. Yeah. Yeah. He would chain them to like the water pipe or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then at night or during the day, they'd be shoved back in the hole. Wow. So yeah,
1: obviously he's digging just enough to fit more and more.
0: Yep. And um, they would also have to spend long periods of time in the the hole or in the pit if they were on punishment Yeah. because he was really into punishing these women for whatever discretion he saw fit of course you looked at him the wrong way Mm -hmm. um so let me see sorry i lost track of my
1: i'm really surprised that you said that they were all african-american i wasn't expecting that
0: yes and there is like a thing about the fact that his dad was super racist and whether or not he turned um gary racist it was just like kind of mentioned real quick in that podcast Mm -hmm. um So I didn't necessarily go into it, but yes, he is definitely targeting a certain type of woman.
1: Well, the only, so the connection I make is, I know I'll forget to mention it later, is in the movie, Clarice is listing like certain things about what she is expecting from the serial killer. She's like, he's probably this age, this height, this build or whatever, and he's white because all of the victims are white. Oh, serial right. killers typically like to kill within their own ethnic background.
0: But I mean, clearly. that could definitely be true. Gary mm-hmm. could be a one in a million. Yeah, no, of course. And there's going to always be those. Because Gary is white. Mm-hmm. But yes, all of his victims are black women. Interesting. It's weird. Um, <laughs> it's just the whole it's thing is so up. weird but, and know, creepy and yeah, disgusting. Um, so yeah, they're throwing the pit. And of course, they're let out to be raped and tortured Mm -hmm. and used for his liking so his overall goal is to get 10 women keep them in the basement pit situation of 10 at all times well i think he just wants 10 together okay he wants to impregnate all of them obviously and then raise the kids of course so easy have that dream family at some point josephina joins his side Gary makes her the boss of the other women Mm because she had been there the longest. Mm -hmm. She was there first. If she did what he said, then he would bring her food. He'd let her sleep outside of the pit. Um, But of course, if she were to ever disobey, she'd lose all privileges and be punished. So it's hard. And I forgot to look it up. Um, I believe the other women... Well, we'll get into it later. Anyways, so... um, You know, it's easy to judge Josephina when we're not the ones. Oh, I'm not judging. I'm I'm sure I would do the same thing. I mean, I think that's probably true of Of most people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you go from being starved and raped and beat to not being starved, raped and beat, you kind of probably do almost anything to keep that from happening. Of course. Not only that,
1: I'd also like to just think that maybe by helping myself right getting myself a little bit of strength and sanity back i could then be in the right headspace to try to figure out how to help these other girls maybe yeah you know get to a point where i'm not so starving i could start feeding them whatever yeah. you know
0: great point b so beyond starvation and extended time in the pit some of his punishments include obviously beatings hanging for long periods of time by the wrists excruciating torture like slowly shoving screwdrivers into their ears oh stop it oh and sometimes filling the pit with water and electrocuting the women who are in it with like live wires so sandra Lindsay, who like i said was the first girl along with josephina right Mm -hmm. she is one of the mentally disabled women and she's being punished for whatever bullshit reason by being hung from the ceiling of the basement by one of her wrists. And she's... By one. And she's hanging there for days without oh. being without eating or anything. How she, does your arm just not fall off? She finally succumbs to the days of starvation's beatings. And she develops a high fever and she dies. Yeah. So Gary then drags her body upstairs and cuts it into pieces. He cooks her ribs in the oven. He boils her head on the stove in a pot... The neighbors complain of the smell um, that's coming from his house. So the police do show up, but he claims that he accidentally burnt a roast in the oven and that's what the smell is. Um, He puts her arms and legs in the freezer for later. He then grinds up her flesh, mixes it with dog food, and brings it down to the starving women to eat. Shut up. That's fucking foul. It's the worst. It's the worst. So during another punishment, Gary forces Josephina to perform an electrocution on the women. Ugh. On Deborah Dudley, um, she's in the pit. They put water on it. Josephina has to electrocute her by putting, I think it's like a li- like a stripped extension cord mm. onto Deborah's like metal shackles. Okay. Deborah's electrocuted to death. Gary barely reacts. He says, "Quote, yep, yeah, she's dead," and then he says. Quote, now I can get back to having a peaceful basement. And then he disposes her body in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. So March 23rd, 1987, Gary takes Josephina, who has now been earning his trust. And not only is being let outside of the pit, is being let outside of the house with him. They're going outside to try to lure in new women. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Um, So they go out to lure and capture it. A sixth, a sixth woman. The fall, um, And they do, and I don't go into it. I don't know why, because I must have just forgot. But they do lure in another woman. She's down in the basement. Okay. The following day after that, Josefina convinces Gary, because now that he can trust her so much, to allow her to just see her family for a few minutes so she can reassure them that she's okay. Wow. Okay. So... He agrees and he waits at the gas station for her to walk around the corner to see her family. Josephina runs to the first available phone you think? and calls the police. I did not see this coming. They take one look at her, because I'm sure she looks like a fucking mess. Of course. And believe her and arrest Gary on the spot on the spot, spot, on yeah. the spot yeah. at the gas station. They raid his house and find the other women. Oh my gosh. At Gary's arraignment, he claims you ready for the Okay. let's try to know that we
1: can be ready for this let's I'm already
0: shocked try to think of the craziest craziest defense you could think of could could you even what out of everything that he did every everything in the world that he said about like the women and capturing the women and the women in the basement what would be like the most out-of-pocket thing anybody could ever come up with okay I'll just tell you because you're looking at me blank um he, His story is that the women were already there in the basement when he moved into the house. Never would have come to that. I know. Not
1: <laughs> in a million
2: What the years.
1: fuck? What the fuck? I would have been like, I don't know. He was
0: like base training camp like back in his army days. Oh. No. So his defense, of course, is pleading insanity. But they go through a thorough investigation of everything in his life. And apparently... Like, all of his, like, financial moves and in investing and the way he, like, grew his financial portfolio with the church and all of that shit leads them to believe he's not insane. Like, if he's smart enough to make these, like, financial moves, right? he's probably sane enough to know that he shouldn't be
1: which um, backs up the claims of the people that were in service with him, saying that right, yeah, that's right, it was not the mental illness that he's just too fucking smart. He's playing all of you people. Yep.
0: So July first, nineteen eighty-eight, Gary Heidnick is convicted of two counts of first-degree murder and sentenced to death. Within a year, he tries to commit suicide, but it doesn't work. Darn. In 1997, Gary's ex-wife and one of his children try to file a suit in federal court to stop the execution of Gary. What? Saying that Gary is mentally unfit, like he's too insane to go through, (laughs) lethal, whatever. Um, But it's denied. And on July 6th, 1999, Gary Heidnik is executed by lethal injection.
1: Don't let the door hit you on the way out, motherfucker.
0: Yep. And so, I know too bad none of those 13 suicide attempts worked, huh? Yep. That would have saved everybody a lot of heartbreak.
1: Absolutely. It would have saved us a lot
0: of fucking money, too. Mm-hmm. So I believe this is an order of women kidnapped, like the, in order of dates from earliest to latest kidnapped women, even though it was only like a four-month period. Well, we start off with Alberta Davidson, which was the 70s, right? Right. The little sister. So Alberta Davidson is our first victim. And then the women in the basement are Josephina Riviera, Sandra Lindsay, Lisa Thomas, Deborah Dudley, Jacqueline Askins, and Agnes Adams. And out of those women, it was Deborah Dudley and Sandra Lindsay who actually died. The rest of the women made it out of the basement.
1: Which is the one silver lining i think out of all it is but
0: man how much therapy do you fucking need afterwards you're
1: broken you're hollow it's
0: i mean it's still triggering but agnes adams was only there for less than 24 hours still probably horrific things happened to her but she didn't have to live three months in a fucking hole in the ground i know so i guess she had it the best but i mean I is there no a better and a worse it's all terrible it's the, yeah it's all absolutely uh-uh. horrific and gross so in my mind gary is up there with us as one of the top worst terrible people we've ever talked about he's For up sure. there with the edmund kemper i'm really happy the movie didn't take such a
1: <laughs> sick and twisted turn
0: uh. yeah buffalo bill wasn't too hot on the torture aspect but the pit in the ground was definitely oh that's absolutely and his pit accurate. is nothing like gary's pit no. like buffalo bill really went mm-hmm. out of his way to make a deep pit
1: you know or he he bought the house with the <laughs> well in the, the basement pit, <laughs>
0: the pit was our oh is it a well
1: or is it, a- it the only reason i say that is because it's such a deep pit and yeah. it's got like Little bricks around it. Yeah, you're right. I guess I never thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just looks like a well had been there and like crumbled apart over time.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, there you go.
1: (laughs) All right. So what do you think of Gary? You mean this piece of garbage that I'd never heard of until today who is gonna give me nightmares awesome. he's
0: been weighing. it's been weighing heavy on my heart all week it's yeah. been a rough one for me <laughs> just like i can't stop thinking about what those I women went through and never i never just... in a million years would
1: have pictured the direction that your side was gonna go yeah. I, I absolutely knew what i was in for mm-hmm. right <laughs> i know i've known so yeah shocking to say the least mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: shocking that people are capable of that i mean but at How the same time,
1: we're the reoccurring theme. These borderline genius children who, who then have been s- severely abused, suffer head trauma, yeah. and then become a completely different
0: person. Yep. It's nuts. Unbelievable. Yep. All right. Tell me about. One of our favorite movies, uh, Sons of the Lambs. Right, and by the way, guys, B is raw dogging it tonight because she forgot her notes. I was going to call myself out. So I get to
1: work and I get the email and I see that your notes were like five, six pages. And yeah. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I'm like, my notes for my (laughs) two-hour
0: movie are fucking 16 pages. (laughs) so long.
2: 16.
0: In all fairness, Signs of the Lambs has a lot more twists and turns than Gary Heidnik has. Very detailed. And that's what I was trying to pick up on. But Yeah. I remembered your
1: notes. I remembered my post-its. I remembered the colored printout of Willy's Wonderland. Listen, can't forget our Nicolas Cage movie poster. But forgot all of my 16 pages. Thank God it's one of our favorite movies. Yeah. So I am. I'm winging it. I got the help of IMDB in case I get lost in my process.
0: (laughs) In case she gets lost in the
1: sauce. Uh, But we can all appreciate the classic that this movie is if you haven't seen it i don't know why you're here i appreciate that you're here but
0: stop what you're doing go watch science of the Lambs. Go fucking watch it and while you're at it watch seven might as well get that one out of the way if you haven't watched that one right the movie
1: opens in like a very oh i thought about you the whole time because it's like the east coast yes and it's like autumn and it's like our, our favorite time of year gray and it's the fucking want. trees are changing colors like it's our dream come my true. dream
0: world would be like that 12 months a year all
1: the time our dream come true right yeah we hear give me a foggy morning someone running through the woods and we are um quantanamo right i think that's what it's called the fbi training base in uh-huh. virginia and clarice starling is being pulled from her training to see Agent Crawford, who is the head of the Behavioral Science Unit. And this is the unit that Clarice wants to work in. Mm-hmm. Crawford is her idol. Okay. Right? So she is super excited, super nervous. Mm-hmm. No idea why she's being called in. And as soon as she gets in, she sees... That on his like bulletin board, they've got all the stuff about the Buffalo Bill killings. Mm -hmm. And so she realizes that he's been assigned to that case and maybe that's why she's being brought in. But he points her in another direction. He's like, no, I just think that if I use convicted serial killers to help kind of profile, maybe it'll help us. I personally haven't had any luck with this specific inmate, but I have a feeling that maybe you might be able to. Uh I guess she had done like written some paper or done some kind of seminar or something that really impressed him, really caught his eye. Okay. So he's like, I have a feeling that this is going to be perfect for you. And so she gets sent to this facility where she meets um, Dr. Chilton, who's a real piece of shit. So creepy right from the jump. Right from the jump. He immediately hits on her. Yeah. Right. And she respectfully declines because she's a classy ass fucking bitch throughout the whole thing. Yep. With a great trench coat game. All right. And she is taken down to like the basement.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so creepy. Right. The whole thing is creepy mm-hmm. from
1: top to bottom. Right. Full on um, like the most restrained area and there is a line of cells and at the very end one is completely encased in like bulletproof <laughs> plastic glass whatever right not just the steel bars like the other inmates have no he's fully encased yeah in this
0: looks like a fucking gotham prison protected like the prison. joker yes, in yes. a gotham prison exactly and
1: um where, where is he at arkham yeah and so she is walking down to meet the person she's going to interview and this other guy i believe his name is meeks says something like i can smell your cunt (laughs) right just fucking (laughs) gross so bro all right that's what she's walking by this is what they keep down here in the basement
0: real quick how old were you when you first saw this movie probably like 10 yeah i think i was a little bit older i think i was like 12 but still even that like her when she was walking down to that was like a cultural reset because i was terrified which i
1: clearly didn't pick up on the cunt part yeah i knew it was scary i don't think i knew what he what he was saying oh i did and
0: i just the Mm -mm. whole thing i remember just being so freaked out when i was younger Mm -mm. i don't remember this at all
1: because i don't remember what happens next either like watching it now as an adult it's like maybe I blocked it out but (laughs) so we finally get to of course the brilliant Dr. Hannibal Lecter who is affectionately known as
0: Hannibal the Cannibal. (laughs) Yeah and didn't Anthony Hopkins win an Oscar for this? I hope so. I think he did. I hope so. I'll Google it later. Yeah. I Please. I hope so. And
1: he is basically like in a dungeon, right? There's no light. There's there's nothing. There's no windows, nothing. But he has his drawings that he's done from memory of his past travels and all of this. And they have some very casual conversation at first. He likes to toy with her, obviously. He mm-hmm. comments comments on the way that she smells. <clears throat> and even though she holds herself like a professional, the way that she's dressed gives her away. Like that second-hand shoe or whatever, and um, she has to hold up her credentials, mm-hmm. and he notices there's an expiration date, so he knows immediately she's not an actual FBI agent yet.
0: God, there is nothing more demeaning than somebody reading you that, that quickly. Hard, that you're that just hard. like,
1: fuck, right just off- point
0: out every insecurity no, I have.
1: Absolutely, right off the fucking bat. I would cry and run away. I'd be mm-hmm.
0: Like, no, nope, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: hmm.
1: Um. So. Basically, after a little bit of pleasantries, the back and forths, right? Lecter grows impatient. And he's just like, look, I know why you're here. You're trying to use me to get information about Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. I know who Crawford is. He must have been the man who sent you. And um, he's like, I'm willing to offer you my help, but I want something in return. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's like, I really need you to look at yourself, you know, really be true to yourself and like puts it very much on her specifically, like you're going to be the one that solves this case. And he's already starting like his mind games and everyone, whether it was Crawford or Chilton or the friendly like nurse that helped her walk down to the basement, they all said, like, do not give him any personal information about yourself right because he will fucking use this against you He will manipulate it right do not do this and Mm -hmm. so um sterling attempts to like start to dissect him in return and he's not having any of of it of
0: course you can't fuck with the master girl Mm -hmm. so
1: she tries to leave and this is the part that i was saying i had blocked out so the man Meeks, who w- made the cunt comment, mm-hmm. is jacking off and throws his semen in her face. You you must have blocked that out because it was so traumatic for you. No, I do not remember this oh, yeah. at all. I remember it. Yeah. And
0: I don't know if because of that, Lecter felt sympathy for her <laughs>
1: because he calls Clarice back.
0: I bet you 10-year-old Bailey who has, Bailey has a real issue with spitting. I bet you think that he spit at her, Mm. spat at her, and And you blocked it from your memory. I probably didn't
1: watch it because you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And so he gives her a riddle. And it's like, you need to go find my old patient, Miss Mm Moffat. Or like Hector Moffat. And it's an anagram. Yep. Okay. But first clarice figures out the whole yourself you need to look at yourself it's going to be you who solves this thing that leads her to a storage unit called yourself storage yep and she finds the unit under the name miss hector Mm Moffat, which i forget what it fucking broke down to but it ended up being like miss part of me or something, right? Yeah. Like it's missing pieces of Hannibal that mm-hmm. people didn't even know existed. Prepaid, in cash, been abandoned for like 10 fucking years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So when she gets inside of there, she finds a hearse covered in like an American flag. And inside the hearse is a jar with the preserved severed head mm-hmm. of Benjamin Rasp. Pale, or
0: something like that, who was a former patient of Lecter's. Right. I will say, before we go much more, much deeper into Hannibal's mind games, that whole beginning part where he's like really reading Clarice and like how they're like, don't give him any personal information, he'll manipulate or whatever. That's also got some Gary Hydenick vibes. I mean, I know they yes. base Buffalo Bill off of him, mm-hmm. but you know, that whole like genius Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Don't give him anything to work with. Yeah. I get some Gary vibes.
2: I can
1: totally see that.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So. They figure out the connection between Benjamin and Lecter, right? The fact that he was a patient or whatever. Lecter swears up and down that he didn't kill Benjamin, that he found him already dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though... I believe in Hannibal they proved that wrong, that he did for sure kill him. Yeah. (laughs) You know, shocking that he wouldn't just admit to it. Right. But anyways, so all the while, like, hours, hundreds of miles away, Buffalo Bill is abducting Catherine Martin. Okay. Right. So this is the first time we're seeing him. He's, like, stalking her. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the night with his night vision goggles waiting for her to roll up. She's fucking jamming, rocking out Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, American girl. Yep. Living her life. She's got her groceries. She hears her cat going all Meow,
0: I'm hungry. <sighs> Poor thing. Right. She's doing the best it. Time.
1: Yeah. She's getting ready to unload her groceries and sees this man struggling to load like an armchair into the back of a van guess whose problem that is that guy's problem nope she can see that he's having trouble because he's got like a cast on his arm or something don't care mm-hmm. so she very kindly offers to help he recommends that she do the back end mm-hmm. and then pushes her and the chair into the van of course and beats the shit out of her till she's unconscious and
0: bye All of these movies and true crime cases have made me the meanest person. I would Mm -hmm. never help that guy. Ever. (laughs) You would. You'd be abducted in five seconds. (laughs) Never see Bailey again. Mm.
1: Not me. But how do we look at it? So are you wrong because you're the cold one who won't hurt anybody? Or is the world wrong for making you that way because... (laughs) I don't feel wrong at all. I feel no, exactly. nice and safe yeah, inside my house mm-hmm. with my locked doors. I don't care. I know. It's so crazy. Uh, so anyways, this is significant because Catherine is a state senator's daughter. Yep. Right. So this is high. And does Bill
0: know that beforehand? I don't think they, so. They never that, that, it? Yeah,
1: that never comes up. in the, What a great
0: question. <laughs> Asking the hard-hitting No, wishes. the
1: only thing that matters to Bill- which her skin no is what size she is oh that's right because he does check her blouse Mm -hmm. and her pants make sure that she's a 14 specifically yeah and um he cuts the blouse all the way down the back and leaves it at the scene of the crime which is a calling card for him
0: which is so funny that um man because i i can picture her right now 14s back then are not 14s nowadays Mm -hmm. Like 14s back then are like sevens now seriously you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so um, Crawford gets wind of this abduction or whatever. But at the same time, they also find their first body. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I believe was in like Elk River, Baltimore. I don't know. If I had my notes. <laughs> we would know. Mm hmm. Um, so on their way, you know, Crawford and Starling have their conversation about Buffalo Bill. And this is where she goes into detail saying like, he must be male and that he's white and, um, that he's sophisticated. He must own a home huh, because for what's happening to these girls, like that's very intimate and it takes time and space and privacy. At this point, they know that he keeps the bodies for three days, Mm -hmm. but they don't know why. Right. They haven't put any of that together yet. Okay. Okay. And so they make the connection between Benjamin and Hannibal. We've got our first abduction and we've got our first body. Yep. Right. So this body, they find it. They see the diamond cuts. Through the back, Mm -hmm. very detailed in the way that they were done. And Clarice is the one to notice at the back of the throat, a cocoon. Yep. So they take that back. She goes to meet with these doctors, these bug doctors. Of course, (laughs) she gets hit on
0: again. Oh, my God. (laughs) with her oversized sweater uh-huh. and trench coat and
1: and I haven't even mentioned the fact that all the cops at like the crime scene and at the coroner's office and everybody they're all just looking at her like what the fuck is she doing to help because she is literally the single girl yeah, in this boys all just group sexist mm-hmm. gross pigs yeah another thing I didn't pick up on watching it as a kid that's so funny and uh the bug ends up being I think it's called like a death moth or something mm-hmm. And it's significant because it is definitely not from here. It's only known in Asia, which means someone placed it. Well, not only that, they had to import the egg and like grow it. So they're like, that takes time and dedication and love to grow this thing. All to just shove it in the bottom, like in the back of someone's throat. Yeah. You know?
0: Hmm. Think about that one. It's really weird. It's a weird calling card. It is. All right, so um,
1: once Clarice gets news of Catherine's abduction and, again, the high-profile case, her being a senator's daughter, whatever, and knowing that all Lecter really wants is to get the fuck out of the facility that he's in, they come up with this plan that they're going to offer him a move, a transfer to a new place. So she goes back with this deal and of course it's not enough lecters like yeah that's great but what i really want is more information about you so they get into a quid pro quo situation Mm -hmm. tit for tat have you i am gonna take a little segue here oh every year at work i'm required to do annual continuing ed courses okay And today, I did those courses, one of which was on sexual harassment. Oh, my gosh. And quid pro quo. Okay.
0: (laughs) And the whole time, I was just like, how fitting that I would be doing this You're all, Hannibal would never pass this. He would fail immediately. I just thought, how appropriate the timing.
1: I have to do it every year, and it seems so ridiculous um fortunately because i've been in my position for so long i just do a pretest so i don't yeah. actually have to take the course if yeah. you just pass with a hundred percent and guess what it's really not fucking hard to pass the test right <laughs> don't be a piece Also, of shit. who
0: are you gonna sexually harass you work with like one person
1: <laughs> right well when we were open and like client i know i'm just yeah. kidding you
0: know back in the day <laughs>
1: So, yeah, they get in this quid pro quo situation and poor Clarice gets herself
0: in a pickle. Of course, because you're working with a chess master here. You're playing checkers. He's playing chess, sis. So, in
1: return for clues and insights about Buffalo Bill, in exchange, he wants information about her childhood, specifically the most traumatic moment from her childhood okay right that's what we're starting off with
0: sure mm-hmm.
1: and that is the death of her dad who was a who was a police officer um a single father because her mom died when she was very young uh-huh. and he got killed on duty by um two robbers Yep. and she was 10 years old
0: can't imagine mm-hmm Must be awful. Take a big drink of your wine. Oh, geez. It's already finished mine. Oh, it's a lot of pressure. It's hard when you're the one talking, isn't it? It is. It's hard to fit in wine drinks. It is. So you
1: tell me what you remember about the movie then.
0: I mean, I love the movie. Like I said, I love the intensity. I love the acting. I love how scary Hannibal Lecter was. I love how maybe it's a little manipulation that Anthony Hopkins did on all of us that he's so scary especially at first and so very intimidating Mm -hmm. but the scene that you're gonna start getting here to in a little bit you kind of end up rooting for him in a weird
1: way oh girl you want to talk weird if i was an old lady i would think he was hot
0: yeah I can see that, but yeah, it's so it is weird how he's like like that dapper,
1: super fucking intelligent, old school. It's
0: also the confidence. Oh, right,
1: fucking. He's got big dick energy. Yeah, the
0: confidence (laughs) dripping off of him is really. Something to Girl, be admired. I got brain freeze off of that fucking wine slushie. I didn't say to drink the rest of it. I said to just take a oh, big
1: drink. you're going to challenge me. I'm stepping up. I didn't challenge you. Stepping <laughs> up to the fucking plate. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, good job. You did it. <sighs> okay. You know, they make
0: mini beer bongs. Why would I want a mini? Like for a shot? No, for like, um, I guess maybe it's like a travel size situation. So okay. you don't have to take your whole beer bong to the Is beach it like a or whatever? collapsible? I mean, it might be, but I was just thinking the rest of that wine you could have put into a mini beer bong. I would have. We need to look <laughs> this up
1: as soon as we're done. Okay. Anyhoozle. So while they're doing their whole quid pro quo situation, fucking shithead Dr. Chilton yep. has Creepy started Chilton. recording their sessions, interviews, mm-hmm. whatever, because he's super intimidated by the fact that like his prize possession basically like his prize inmate might get taken away from him Yep, he's not fucking having it Mm
0: -hmm. not only
1: that like if something were to happen he wants to be the one responsible for it he wants the glory all that bullshit because he's a real piece of shit yep so he finds out that clarice's story was actually bullshit she had no no offer to make. They were they were trying to manipulate Lecter. He confronts Lecter about it and has then gone to the senator himself, right, saying that he's made this connection and can provide the proof that she needs to get to Buffalo Bill and her daughter. So they agree to fly him to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Because he's only willing to give the name, the actual identity of Buffalo Bill to the senator. Okay. Okay. And I forgot to mention earlier the only reason um, Lecter has this information about Bill is because Bill and Benjamin were lovers. Benjamin oh, rasped right. the severed heads. Yes. Head. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, Benjamin had revealed to Lecter that he was afraid for his own life. Because Bill was crazy jealous and like killed his ex lover and all, yeah, all sorts of crazy. What a weird shit.
0: triangle of people. hmm <clears throat> And so And if you're Bill, how do you get yourself in between two serial killers? Right? Do you know how rare it is to meet one serial killer and yep. you have a fairly intimate relationship with two serial killers?
1: Absolutely.
0: That's crazy.
1: That is. Way to point that out. That's awesome. Okay, so he gets to Tennessee, and they're in like a an airport hangar. Oh, Is yeah, that what it's called. Right here we go. And they wheel him out.
0: <laughs> now, hold on. Before this scene was it the scene with a creepy prison guard dude where he has to like sign some paperwork? Okay,
1: perfect. So with Doctor
0: Chilton, yes. yes, he does.
1: Dr. Chilton's the one that's supposed to sign the paperwork. The whole time we see Anthony Hopkins Lecter is like eyeballing the pen. Yes. Right. So when they get to the hangar and he hands over the paperwork and he's supposed to sign off on it, the pen is gone. Yep. Yes. You are absolutely right. So he gives the name John Gum, like G U M. Something like that. And then gets really fucking inappropriate with the senator. What a shock. Like, really creepy. So this is one of the quotes that I took the time to actually screenshot because it was so important to me. Again, reoccurring theme, watching movies now as a mom. Yep. He asks the senator if she breastfed Catherine. (sighs) Mm -hmm. She's like, of course I breastfed my daughter. (sighs) and he's like interesting because quote and amputate a man's leg and he can still feel it tickling tell me mom when your little girl is on the slab where will it tickle you ah. and i just fucking died i'm like jesus christ lecter like come on so bro. bad like,
2: <laughs> so
0: bad right my question is what would if the it, what, savagery
1: behind this fucking man and what would his have brilliance and oh God. what would have
0: the backup plan been if she said no <laughs> 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 she was like nope formula from the day she came out baby oh, touche
1: oh okay so they then are just like fuck it he's garbage get him back to his cell get him out of here right flying back to where he came from and that's when he's like oh just kidding just just a little fun love did you forget who i was yeah um he is a blonde this and that blah 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 last known address whatever right it's all bullshit but they take it Uh uh-huh and he gets transported locally to I don't even fucking know what this building is. It's a beautiful building. It's like a courthouse or something mm-hmm. where they have this makeshift cell right. for him. Right. Give him all of his demands or whatnot. Yeah. Why?
0: Don't ask me. <laughs> they gave him that hot, hot tea on mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill. Okay. Okay. So
1: we've got Sterling now wanting in to see Lecter. I don't know. I guess she was in on it the whole time, knowing that the deal that she gave him wasn't good mm-hmm. and that she kind of has to make up for it, right? Like, get back on his good side. Yeah. So she gets drawings from his old cell that had been taken away from him.
2: hmm
1: And uh, she brings them kind of like as an olive branch, and she goes in under... Like the disguise that she's part of Chilton's team mm-hmm. so that she can see him. Yeah. Right. And so when they're talking, he's like, everything you need to find this man is in your case file. Everything you need is right there. And she's like, I've been through my case file. That's not enough. I need more. What does he want? More. More Does he want to go to, like,
0: an island or something? Oh,
1: more information. About her. Yeah. He wants to know, after your dad died and you were 10 years old, you must have been orphaned. What happened to you? hmm Where'd you go next? hmm Where'd she go? Where? To her uncle and aunt's ranch, the sheep ranch. Oh, yeah. Where in the middle of the night, she heard screaming.
2: Mm-hmm
1: and saw that they were slaughtering the baby lambs. Yep. And she tried to save them. She tried to let them loose, tried to get them to run away. They were too scared. They wouldn't go. So she just like broke down and sat there crying and screaming (laughs) as they cried and screamed. Wow. Great. Being slaughtered throughout the night. Beautiful. And it's those screaming lambs that haunt her to this very day. And Lecter... Toys with her, like, do you think saving Catherine is going to silence those lambs? There it is, people. Bum, bum, bum. There's the tagline. Hey, and we'll drink to We're that. We're going to drink to that for sure. So, fucking Clarice, man. Broken. You're right. How dare you let this, Manny? In? in a puddle. How dare you let this happen? So Chilton gets wind that fucking Clarice is in the building. He's not having it. They immediately try to escort her out. And Lecter's like, not without her case file. Yep. So she runs back and she grabs it. And finally, when she fucking goes over that shit, he's obviously added notes. Uh Uh-huh. Like, isn't the pattern like on a map where they found the bodies? He's like... It's perfectly imperfect. Like mm-hmm. it's so randomly unrandom. Right. Kind of a thing. Right. Again, with his fucking anagrams. And his, his clues. Cl- and his and- clues and his riddles. So. That night. Just as Clarice is being flown back to wherever. Virginia, I guess. Lecter is served his dinner. Yep. Lamb. Extra rare. Yep. And upon whatever, it's almost like, I don't know if it was a bathroom situation, but they gave him a sh- a very sheer, like, divider mm-hmm. to give him privacy, I guess, from his 24-hour security. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, again, I don't know the purpose, why they would think to give this fucking genius Serial killer, any kind of privacy, but who knows? During this time, he's able to slip out of his mouth a very small gold piece from said pen we discussed earlier. Yes, he slips it right in between his fingers, Mm -hmm. so that when they put his restraints on him to come in and deliver his dinner, all is fine, right? He's he's cuffed. Yeah. He's cuffed at the wrist. What? he's He can't do anything. Ha ha. He gets out. He first handcuffs one of the guards to the rails or whatever, the bars, so that he gets to watch as he then attacks the other guard who's yep. like shocked. Of course. By lunging. And ripping part of his face off with his teeth. Yep. Because, you know, it's been a while. Hannibal the cannibal. He's yeah. He's starving. Right? Just. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> and the other guard watching. Yep. So that puts the one guard down for the count for a beat. In time for Hannibal to then grab the baton of the other guard and beat the fuck out of him. Yep. Right. Beats him to nothing. And then he returns his business. Oh, he finds in that guard that he beats the shit out of. He finds a pocket knife. Mm -hmm. Dummy. How dare this guard have a fucking pocket knife? Who does he think he's messing with? This is Hannibal.
0: You're around Hannibal Lecter with a knife? Yeah.
1: So then he returns his attention to the other guard who he pepper sprays the fuck out of. Yep. Like unloads a whole bottle of pepper spray on this poor man. Yeah. And then peels his face off.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. All all good things. All horrific things. Okay. So
1: we've got Clarice back at Quantico mm-hmm. finally piecing together all these clues, these breadcrumbs that Lecter's been leaving her. And uh, one of the big things that he kept harping on was, what's the motive, right? Like, what's, what's the desire here? Like, what's the drive? Mm-hmm. And it all comes to coveting something, which I guess is very strong in the Bible. Okay. Right? We covet things that we want, that we desire. And mm-hmm. typically, it's things that we see day to day. Yeah. And so they keep thinking about um, it would have been the first victim, but the third body found because this body was the only one to be weighted down. Mm -hmm. And they piece together that he must have known her. Saw her on a regular basis. Like he coveted her. Okay. And so that leads them to this first victim's hometown to redo all of the investigating. Just start from scratch. Okay. Right. She's starting from nothing. She's talking to everyone in this fucking town. Mm -hmm. Give me anything you can about this woman. Takes her back to this woman's home where she lived with her dad. And she is a very homely... um. Just kind of average woman. She's a tailor though. She oh. makes dresses. Yep. And her cutouts for her dresses are exact duplicates of the cutouts missing from Buffalo Bills. Yep. Victims. There we go. Okay. And so Clarice finally finds someone who leads her to a regular customer, Miss Lippman. Okay. So she goes to Miss Littman's house to do some questioning. She informs Crawford, like, hey, I might have something going on here. Crawford's like, don't worry about it. We found the guy. We cross-referenced what Lecter had said and other databases or whatever and it linked them to somebody in chicago yeah so he's going to chicago lector's in tennessee mm-hmm. and she's wherever in the middle of fucking nowhere right right all these different things are going on and everyone thinks they know what's happening
2: <laughs> right <laughs> and
1: she's like okay well i could drop what i'm doing and i'll be i'll drive over there i'll meet you and he's like oh no You keep trying to make a connection to the first victim. We're going to go and catch the
0: guy. Oh, okay. Which
1: hurts her fucking feelings. Right.
0: Right? Because she's not just doing everything in her power to fucking solve this. She hasn't gotten everyone to this point. Exactly. The only person who's ever been able to make, even if it's a superficial connection with Hannibal, any kind of connection with Hannibal. Thank you. So,
1: she's at Lippman's house. There, the cops are surrounding this house in Chicago, this clever editing, right? Yes. The way that they bounce back and forth. And uh, Lecter has since stashed the body of the dead guard up on top of the elevator, right? Mm-hmm. And started fucking with the elevator, which is unscheduled, so all the guards on the first floor are like, what the fuck's happening? Right. Then they hear gunshots, and they're like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine?
1: When they go up to see what's going on, the other guard is, like, hung almost like an angel, right? Like, right. from the ceiling, like, Arms spread out. Backlit, the lights coming from his back. Exactly. And it really reminded me of Steve, Drew Barrymore's boyfriend, in Scream when his intestines come spilling yeah. out, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Very much those vibes. Yeah. Because the whole intestine, everything is just completely spilling out, gutted, cut yeah. out. As he's just sprawled out with the lighting and everything. And I remember the lighting by the pool with Steve spilling out. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. I know. I knew you would. And I want to talk about Ski Ulrich later, but that's on a side note.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) I'll always talk about (laughs) Ski Ulrich. All day.
1: I'm mad, though. It's a bad news. Uh Uh-oh. So Hannibal managed to take the face of one of the guard's put on his uniform, everything, convince everyone that he's that guard so that he's in an ambulance. Mm -hmm. They have no fucking clue. They think they've got Hannibal because he's got the other guard dressed up in his prison uniform. They think he's dead on top of the elevator. And in the ambulance, he kills the officer there guarding him. Or, well, I mean, I guess he thinks it's a friend, but whatever. The officer there right. and the person driving and the nurse and a tourist. Crazy. He drops the car or drops the ambulance off at the airport. Yeah. uses all the tourist information, whatever gets the fuck out. Right? So, bye-bye. Insane.
0: Bye-bye, Lecter. Insane. Peace. Peace out, bro. Do you, boo? Man, I'm so proud of him. I got to be honest. How could you not be? I'm so proud of him. That was a masterpiece. Brilliant absolute
1: masterpiece brilliant mm-hmm. so like you're saying the the iq level mm-hmm. comparison I, I see the crossover yeah right okay so clarice at Littman's house
0: is coming face to face
1: with buffalo bill for the first time oh yeah okay
0: And we're getting lots of context Mm -hmm. clues. Lots of of Easter eggs. But
1: the way that they edit it, it's so clever because we see the FBI SWAT team Mm -hmm. ringing the doorbell at the same time that Clarice is ringing the doorbell all while Buffalo Bill is down in the basement with Catherine going through the whole thing where um, she had... I guess we should go back. I need to rewind. So obviously he has to m- keep her moisturized.
2: Yep. Right? This is so the iconic while, thing that people think of.
1: While she is in this hole, cave, well, Pit. whatever. <laughs> yeah. He drops a basket down. In while which he's holding his shitty dog. His little miniature poodle. Yep. Precious. 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 And he repeats the saying... It puts the lotion on its skin or it gets the hose again. Right. And it's important to note he will not refer to her as she. Nope. Will not she make a is personal kit. Yeah. hmm He cannot see her as a person. Nope. Mm-mm. And so she uses that lotion bucket and finds scraps i don't know if he's feeding her or if she found bones from another victim or whatever but she finds bones yeah and puts them in the bucket and uses that to lure precious the poodle yep down into the pit with her power move never power move never never would have been smart enough to come up with that yep i would have been in the fetal position of course you would be just leave me there to die
0: please it's when i tell you it's my worst nightmare i mean it's my literal worst
2: Mm -hmm. nightmare Mm
0: -hmm. this is a shit i'm terrified of it
1: you know that right however i mean i didn't mind his taste in music clearly i mean (laughs) yeah
0: obviously (laughs) it's fine i bet you he's fun to go get a drink with but i definitely don't want to be in his (laughs) pit Thank God I'm bigger than a size 90s 14 because I would be. So
1: now that we've painted a picture of the pit, oh, let me paint a picture of the rest of his house that I failed to mention earlier because I have no fucking notes. Okay. I like playing it fast and loose. All right. So after the whole realizing it's a, a death moth or whatever, we do get a glimpse inside his home. He has terrariums.
0: Dead bugs everywhere, people. There's
1: fucking bugs. And not only, there's like butterfly statues, decorative yeah. items throughout the entire house. Many, many female mannequins.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Many
1: female mannequins. And on multiple occasions, we see him playing dress up, doing his makeup, sewing his skin suit. He puts on the scalp of one woman, right? Her hair, mm-hmm. one of his former victims, does his makeup. And the song we referenced at the very beginning, it is Goodbye Horses by Q Lazarus. And um, he is dancing to this scene where it's like the infamous
0: tuck scene. If yep.
1: you, yeah, if you've seen it, you know. And it's just, it's its, its We own. call it the
0: tuck scene because he tucks his penis in his balls between his legs. Yeah, and he's playing dress up with yes. his with his bodysuit. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: And so that's what Catherine's been dealing with from her pit. Could you imagine?
0: Right. I'd be like just let me up. I'll do your makeup. Something. Like I'll do your hair. Girl mm-hmm. we will get you right. I'll help you. Yeah. Um, also I always wondered about like if he keeps going for the same size woman. Why can't he make a suit out of one woman? Why does he need a Fucking peace from this woman and peace from that woman. That's a good point. Why can't he just maybe
1: he wants a certain color hair and like a certain size breast, who know, or a certain size waist. Absolutely.
0: who who's and that's true. A- I guess you could be right. Right. I, I feel I feel like he could get the job done with two to three women. I
1: right. I agree. But
0: who who are we who are to we judge to <laughs> critique this fashion <laughs> icon that's a Buffalo Bill.
2: Oh <laughs>
0: so sorry yeah, I his makeup was on fleet girl i mean and listen music taste <laughs> that, that light chat. shimmer his fucking like floral moo moo all right <laughs> yeah you know we would have worn it his pension for drama <laughs> you know how he can flip on a dime I uh, like it. but i let's
1: go back from my tangent to the ringing of the doorbell
0: and so what's important about the ringing of the doorbell thing is we as viewers still don't, you don't know,
1: know. who has the right house. It could be
0: the FBI. It could be Clarice. One of them is at Buffalo Bill's house. Yes. Is it the full FBI squad in Chicago or is it little Clark- Clarice, Clarice Sterling? All by her by herself. Mm-hmm.
1: Expecting to interview an old Mrs. Lipman. Oh,
0: that's true. Yep. You're right. right. Yeah. And to
1: have this man answer the door.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.
1: And he is beyond weird. Yeah. Right. Super. Especially for that
0: time. And for that town. Right. That time, that town. Nowadays, he wouldn't be so air quote weird. But back then. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. No, he stands
1: out. Mm-hmm. And so she's already just kind of like, hmm, I was <laughs> expecting a Mrs. Lippman. Oh, yeah. I bought the house from them two years ago. And she's like, OK, do you have any like contact for them? Any way that I can reach them? He's like, what's this regarding? He's like, oh, this must be about the missing fat girl. <gasps> yeah. It's
0: cold, right? And like I said, back then, oh, yeah. their fat girl size wow. 14 is like today's mm-hmm. seven. No,
1: he's like, you must be uh, looking about looking for that fat girl.
0: Mm-hmm. No, we don't do body shaming, Mm-mm. sir. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no. We're, we're not doing that. And so, again. Also. Also. You're talking shit about somebody whose body you want so fucking
1: badly. Clarice being very respectful. She's like, I suppose she was a bigger girl. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Love this. And so he's like, yeah, I think I might have the phone number to her son or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll go get it. And, And she's like, well, do you mind if I come in? And he's just like, well, I guess like i suppose and so upon entering she's just looking around and it's clear there's like sewing stuff yep and it's filthy mhm and doesn't match anyone's kind of taste like it's just kind of mixed and matched and
0: it almost looks like abandoned mm-hmm. in a way right this is like we're leading up to her usual suspects moment oh yeah right we're mm-hmm. all the Easter eggs, all the clues come together. Mm -hmm. And he does find
1: the phone number for Mrs. Lippman's son or whatever and offers it to her. But he's asking a lot of questions about Buffalo Bill. Oh. Do you guys have a description? Do you have any leads? How's it going? Right,
0: right, right. right?
1: And she's just like, hmm. And then finally... While they're talking, a moth lands <laughs> on a spool of thread. Wow. Iconic. What imagery. And we immediately see her unclip her gun from her hip holster.
0: Let's go, Jody. Right?
1: And she pulls it, but he's already running. Mm-hmm. And he takes off for the basement and it's like a fucking maze down there. Yes. Right? House of Horrors, yeah. just like Gary. So she goes down a set of stairs, and there's two doors to choose from. Mm. So she goes through one set of doors.
2: I'm sure
0: that's some kind of metaphor. We're too stupid to figure out, but that feels like a no. Like who has a basement with all these fucking doors? <laughs> there's at least six doors. I feel. I know, like. but the two, the the, the, the two right, doors, the, a, the yeah. fork in
1: the road, just feels like such a metaphor. Pick
0: a fucking door. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: So she goes through one door, which eventually leads her to Catherine. Yep. And she's like, Catherine Martin, I'm FBI. You're safe, blah, blah, blah. Catherine ain't having it. Yep. Fuck you, bitch. Get me the fuck out of here. I don't believe a word you're saying until I am out of this goddamn pit with this fucking psycho. You don't know what I've been put through. Yes, she's just queen. Like, As she, you should. I don't exactly I don't blame her for one minute nope. and then fucking Clarice is like I'm sorry but I have to leave you ah, No. right she's like we're literally trapped in this house just you and me a girl with this fucking psychopath oh my lord this is my way of helping you like I need to leave you which why I just help her if he comes
0: shoot him at least you can see him coming Whatever. So she leaves Catherine in this Girl. fucking pit. It's like the people who are stranded in the ocean for like a hundred days or whatever, and, and they, they see, see a boat. ship way far no, away and they no. don't see him. They just see him no, cruise past. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt.
1: Yeah, like oh so close. God. So I feel for Catherine, right? She's I mean, I felt
0: for Catherine the whole time. I know. So. Can't imagine.
1: Okay, so she, Clarice goes out another door, which takes her to the room with all the mannequins and whatever, and she gets to see the skin suit Mm. in all of its glory for the first time on the wow. At that point, Buffalo Bill cuts the power, Mm -hmm. and so it's pitch black, and he's got his night vision goggles, the same ones he used to track Catherine, right? He can see her. He can reach out and touch her. So creepy. Right? Like brushes against her hair. It's super creepy. The soft touches
0: ah, that you I love would die. I would so die. much. I would die knowing who it is. I would die if my husband did that She to can't see shit. She I know, but it creeps a... me out. I don't like it. No, I know. That
1: makes it worse. <laughs> you already don't like the soft touches knowing who it comes from.
0: But then the fact that they're so soft that she can barely... Right,
1: Like it could just be someone breathing. (sighs) It could be a draft.
0: Fuck it. Put me in the pit.
1: I'd rather be in the pit. Somehow, as fate has it, they come face to face. Mm -hmm. Which she doesn't know. She can't fucking see a thing. Right. But what she does know is she hears him cock his gun. (gasps) She's already fucking on it. So she unloads rounds. Yes, queen. Doesn't know what she's hit. But someone... Hits a window. Okay. That floods the basement. She can see. Yes. She gets grazed like on the cheek. Fine. No problem. He's out. He's down for the count. He's done. He's gargling on his own blood. As he should. Dying right before her. Good.
0: Diet, painful. Night vision, goggles. Long, slow death. The whole to-do. Right?
1: So, by the time fucking Crawford and his piece of shit team (laughs) figures out what's going on. Yeah. Right. She's hobbling out and they're bringing Catherine out who keeps the dog, which I love keeps precious. Yeah. Why not? We love a good dog moment. And, uh, here, I'll finish this and we'll move on to round two. Amen. Sister, I'm all done with mine. And, uh, I will say that he does give her her kudos. Like, they have a moment.
0: I mean all she had to did all she had to do was survive an attack by a serial oh, killer. Oh, that's all to get the and respect. And murder a serial killer and yeah. solve the entire case as, and win over Hannibal Lecter as a fucking trainee. <laughs> right. All right. All she had to do was the most. Cherry or Always cherry.
1: Or no or blackberry.
0: Cherry. Okay. Cherry's
1: my go-to. Okay. Cuz I know you like the berries in general. So yes, I do. I do
0: like the berries, but cherry in general is the fave. If you, if ever in doubt, popsicle flavor, beverage flavor. Oh, I need to ask you. Candy flavor, Ooh, cherry. I
1: or strawberry. I agree with you all day, every
0: day. Give me that artificial red. That's I'm what I want.
1: ashamed to say,
0: I don't know your Starbucks order. <gasps> it's so easy. It's probably the same as your
1: Starbucks order. What's yours? I'm a venti, medium roast coffee. Oh, you're one fancy. Pup. One Are you one pop. One. We talking about iced coffee? Yeah, or regular coffee, iced. Okay. One pump sugar-free vanilla
0: top with heavy cream. Mine is a Grande iced coffee or a Grande cold brew, depending on how much caffeine I need. Right. Today was a cold brew day. Right. But um, normally it's a Grande iced coffee with cream, which is the heavy cream. So no sweetener Mm-mm. at all nope okay just, just the heavy cream. just the heavy cream sometimes if i know i'm grabbing it and going home okay i'll just get it black because gotcha. i'll put my own heavy cream in it yeah i get more coffee that way because i wanted to bring you a coffee the other day and i'm like oh fuck
1: i don't know grande ice coffee with cream best
0: friends order and the reason i started saying cream instead of heavy cream was i went through a spurt there where they were making it like white yeah. with cream and i realized depending on who you get the terminology... Yeah, just splash of
1: cream. Yeah. Because
0: if I say heavy cream... To they be go in, heavy on, on the, cream. the cream. Yeah. So it's a grande iced coffee with cream, unless I'm bringing it home, and then it's just a grande iced coffee black. Love it. But my hot coffee order is a skinny vanilla latte. Interesting. Because um it's got the sugar-free syrup in it. For my
1: hot, instead of just the single pump sugar-free vanilla, I add a single pump... An additional pump of sugar-free cinnamon dulce Ooh. to make it real fancy-pancy. Mm-hmm. This is relevant because I'm going to bring you a coffee when I come to see you at your office. Can't wait, right? Anyways, so Clarice has fucking balled out, saved the day, done everything. Everything imaginable. You everything could you could ever possibly do. Right? Fucking queen. Clearly, she graduates, Right. And on graduation day, who does she get a phone call from? Our man. Our boy. From the Bahamas. Hey. And he is very congratulatory. Like,
0: oh. And hadn't he asked her for like a private island or something? No. So or or like what a beach day? He asked her for something to do with a beach. He didn't ask her
1: for a beach. Part of the original false offer. Mm-hmm. was that he would be moved to New York. Okay. He would have a room or a cell with a view. Uh-huh. And that once a year, he would be taken to a private beach. Got it. I knew there where, was a beach involved. Where he would be allowed to do, like, to walk around, to swim in the ocean, walk in the sand. Well, guess
0: what? He gets to live the rest of his life like that. No, but he figured
1: out it's it was called Anthrax Island. Oh. It was like where they did chemical testing. Oh, my God. That. No. no. He, he knew immediately. He's it was all, sweetie, weird.
0: I'm going to the Bahamas. All I have to do yes. is kill seven police officers right. to get there so, and a couple yeah. paramedics
2: Take and one your tourist. fucking
1: anthrax bullshit <laughs> island and from the Bahamas, bitch, I'm going to congratulate you on graduating, honey. Right. And for all the help <laughs> I provided to your career, boo. Incredible. And on top of that, I'll be having dinner. With an old friend. Oh, yes. And who's the old friend? I can't remember. Dr. Chilton. That's right. Dr. Chilton. Yes, who had just landed.
0: Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Lovely.
1: Yeah, and that's how they end the movie.
0: God bless him. Yeah, and well, I mean, Clarice going,
1: Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Dr. Lecter. Right? (laughs) It's like, bitch. No, he's gone, baby. He's hungry. And so is Chilton. Mm Mm-hmm there we go phenomenal if you haven't seen it i don't know why
2: Please, i I mean maybe you're just too
0: young but no you haven't seen it yet do us
2: all a favor (laughs)
0: but you need to see it you'll love it it's great it's really a great movie so out of how many knives what out of five knives five and a half Woo! that's a first we just made thc history i mean we've never done an over five 5.5, 5.5, baby. It's not aggressively violent. It's
1: not aggressively vulgar. There is an aggressive nudity. It's classy. It's well done. It's old. It's, But it's still scary and intense. It, and, and that's why I give it above and beyond the fact that I was able to watch it as a kid and feel a certain way and watch it now as an a fucking middle-aged woman. We're not there yet, but almost middle I know. And I, it, still, it still gives me the chills. It yep. still puts me on edge. It still makes me
0: uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes your skin crawl a little bit. It's brilliant. And like I said, that whole dynamic with Hannibal where it's like you're so uncomfortable and so intimidated by him. But then once he starts killing people, oh, you're kind of cheering impressed, impressed for him. You're like, on. yeah, fuck yeah. Don't you forget this is Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. motherfuckers? Yep. He's going to kill all of you with the tip of a pen. Mm-hmm. So clever, so well done. Yep. We love it. All time. So there we go. And we I, finally did it. I Science of the Lambs. To thank you. You're welcome. Because
1: <laughs> we had briefly talked earlier in the week um about I believe Jodie Foster just won a Golden Globes for something.
0: I th- think so,
1: but I don't quote me on that because I, I, I don't I, watch the Golden right. Globes. So and you had told me that there is a new show, Clarice. Oh, right. I haven't watched it yet. No, exactly. It's on CBS. I watched their first episode. I didn't think I was going to like it. Yeah. I was very hesitant because I'm like, mm, the person, all the commercials look good. The person that they cast, this and that, just building it up like your husband does, building it
0: up in my own to mind. Not to like hate like it. it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Fucking loved it. Does it?
1: Could not recommend it more.
0: Does it take place before or after Science of the Lambs? Exactly. One year after. Yeah. Because that was the only thing with me was like, I could see them casting either a younger Clarice or a much older Clarice. Mm -hmm. I was hesitant about the fact that I thought it was going to be in the same time period. I'm like, so I have to just learn to accept a new Clarice.
1: Which I was really struggling with at first. Right. I would say at least for like the first 15 minutes. She grows on you.
0: Mm-hmm. I think she does a phenomenal job. The real question is Does she do Jodie Foster's yes. accent? Yes. Yes. That's all I really need. Well, because for me, Clarice is more of the accent than she is even like a physical and appearance. That's why
1: I was so hesitant. Right. And so. Because you don't want her to be doing like an impersonation.
2: No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: So I would love your opinion oh i will totally watch it what channel is it on it's on cbs so for me i was able to get it on
0: demand but guess what girl i just downloaded paramount plus to watch survivor that's cbs there you go so Mm -hmm. i'll watch that in between my survivor episodes it
1: has actual scenes from the movie Mm -hmm. i thought the casting was very well done
2: Mm -hmm.
1: who in harold and kumar is harold and kumar who's the asian
2: um,
1: Harold, right? Kumar is in it. Wow, he's, the, one, he's, he's Indian, one. of the right. Yeah. Yes,
0: correct. Which technically makes them both Asian, right? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we.
1: Oh
2: no, we just got canceled.
1: Zero disrespect, you guys. I just I don't know geography. You want to get into the boroughs again?
2: <laughs> like it's a is it Pacific
1: Island. I don't fucking know. I don't.
0: Well, India is definitely not a Pacific I n- Island. know that's
1: what. It's, no, <laughs> I don't fucking Anyways, know. Anyways, like, yeah, okay, yeah. fine. So great. I believe it is Kumar then, and he is also an agent. That's the only other, like, that's, well, I guess besides, like, the main guy, I guess I kind of recognize, but I'd say that he's the biggest. Kumar's
0: also, like, super troopers, right? Sh- yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So he's the the most known of the actors, Okay. It had just enough like violence. Right, okay, cuz it's made for TV. I'm gonna I'm gonna scale it back. It was it was good.
0: Yeah, but TV's been really kind of going for it yeah, lately. No, it was good.
1: I really enjoyed it. And also something that I thought was interesting is it still plays into this whole like she's the single girl in a boys club, like she's constantly having to defend herself.
0: Despite solving the case yep. of the decade.
1: Yep.
2: Mhm.
0: Because she's like
1: in therapy. Mm -hmm. For PTSD or whatever. And so the therapist is trying to hold her back. And all the people that she's assigned the case to, they're like, well... How are we supposed to have faith in you if you're a loony and this and that? And oh, <laughs> no, exactly. So Sounds she's like they need therapy. She's still struggling to like prove herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I like it. It is. It's so good. Kay. Really, really recommend it. And I'm so glad that you mentioned it. Otherwise, I never would have watched it. You're
0: welcome. I'm sure I can get Lou to watch that because he, um, despite hating everything, he does love a nice dramatic movie like *The Silence of the Lambs*, yeah. a nice suspenseful drama. Mm-hmm. So I bet you he'd watch Clarice yeah, with me.
1: They don't sugarcoat it. I have not watched *Hannibal*, which is also a show, and i have never watched that. Yeah, I think my mom enjoyed it. Oh, and um, I will mention—I did read *Hannibal*, the book, mm-hmm. and it's like a prequel,
0: right? Mm-hmm. No, it's a. Uh, Prequels, what like happens before? No, Mm-mm. it happens after. Yep, well, in his life in the Bahamas.
1: No, um, Hannibal is like in Italy and he comes back for, for Clarice. Oh, yeah, okay. No, it's, it's a second go around. There is a prequel that's like Red Dragon or something, right? Correct, yeah, and the even before that. I have Ooh. on VHS, I believe it was called Manhunter. Oh, okay. Yeah, which my mom was the the only reason I know any of this, because she's the reason I watched Silence of the Lambs. She read all of the books, and because of that, we watched the movies and blah blah blah. Same Maybe reason we should I read watched the book Exorcist at a really inappropriate age. But look it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I swear <laughs> to God. I'm fine. But yes, yeah, so I got the opportunity to read Hannibal. You are correct. I believe it is Red Dragon, that is prior Silence of the Lamb and then Hannibal is after the fact yeah, that I had he always, comes back
0: for Clarice. I had always assumed that Hannibal was like part of the Red Dragon mm. era of things. Um, have you read Silence of the Lambs? We should read it. Start a little I, THC book club. I agree. No, that's why I, I wanted to read...
1: mention I had read Hannibal. I had not read Silence
0: Well, why don't Nobel we put Harris. that on our to-do list that we read Hannibal with all of your free time. Right. And all of my free time coming up. Right um and then also or you know you
1: as viewers could read it and just give us cliff notes on our comments that would be great
0: totally and then i would also like to read um intensity by dean koontz at some point i know know. you've read it a long time ago and i would love to reread it and i want to read it for the first time absolutely um so that's on the to-do list we've got so
1: much see Best podcast ever. You guys won't miss us for a week. Amen. We we, we loaded you up with a bunch of shows to watch, movies to watch. Books to read. Books
0: to read. Fantastic. Um, Speaking of good podcasts, so you know how I've been talking ad nauseum about small town murders? Yes. I was listening to an episode while I was doing my laundry, and I finally got a taste of my own medicine. Ooh. They did a murder. That takes place in South Lake Tahoe, and their pronunciations oh. of Northern California towns because they're from Ari- they're from the East Coast. These two men from the East Coast they now live in Arizona, so their pronunciations of our NorCal towns was so wait. bad. I can't wait. I was like, oh, this is how I sound every week. So first of all, Placerville in Placer, California. That's an easy one. They call Placer. Placer, yeah. Placer and Placerville. I understand that one. Yeah, But then at some point they talk about where, so we were raised in Walnut Creek, California. Where else was I raised, Bailey? Where's my second hometown? Reading. No, Antioch. Oh, yeah. So my dad's from a, a town in the East Bay called Antioch, California. And they, I can't remember how they say it. I think they say, and I talk. Stop. Anaya talk. Anaya something talk. like that. Stop. Anaya talk. Stop right this <laughs> second. And I was no! dying. Because of course they would say it that way. Because I wouldn't have been able to figure out what they were talking about. I would have been like, what? Yeah, they were pronouncing it phonetically. But as somebody from there, that's not how we say it. Just like them being from the East Coast. We have a town, Concord, in the East Bay. But if you go anywhere outside of the East Bay, it's Concord. Concord. Just like, like Concord Grape. And we have a town called, that we say Lafayette. And if you Lafayette. go outside, it's Lafayette. So all of these like differences in pronunciation, depending on where you come from. But I was absolutely dying at their Placerville and Anaya Talk Because um, I was like, this is how I sound. Every week. Uh, okay. So now I have to ask you this.
1: You've been here for how many years now? Um, Three, four this summer. <clears throat> How do you hear people in town pronounce almond? Yeah, that's a hard one. Okay, so isn't it like almond, or no, it's it's almond,
0: almond? Because that's
1: right. it's not an almond until you knock the L out of them. Oh, yeah, you gotta knock those nuts off the tree. So well,
0: we are so, we are in a not a farming town, but there's a lot of like We're orchards. Ag. We're ag, We're very ag. agricultural. Mm-hmm. It's a like college town meets an agriculture town. Yeah. And yeah, almond. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: It's an almond until you knock it down and then it could be an almond.
0: Amazing. You got to
1: knock that out of them.
0: Well, leave a comment about how you pronounce almond and how you pronounce tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually love to, stay to talk about Married at First Sight, but I'm going to pee my pants. Oh, I knew you would. I, I'm dying over here. All right. We'll save it for next week. Okay. We'll watch some more episodes. I got one thing to say. Okay, let's mm-hmm. do it.
1: One thing and it's not even about the current. I just want to say congratulations to Greg and Deanna. They
0: had a baby boy. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah. I is is it greg jr
1: no he's okay. got a fancy pantsy name but yeah so they even though i talk so much shit about Deanna being like the main person walking out i think they're it was my just, favorite. You didn't know what was going on before you started watching no it. no they're my absolute favorite couple i didn't see them lasting i'm so glad that they didn't they got a baby boy we're yes. so happy for them i'm gonna go google that right now and then also while we're on google why don't you google thc something <laughs> on instagram that's right I,
0: THC. <laughs> I love how hard you try to chat <laughs> that was great <laughs> thc podcast on instagram are we on twitter sure but i don't post are we on facebook yep don't post So Instagram or bust, baby. So that's THC podcast. Stay tuned for my look of the week because I have lots of
1: arts and crafts this week. It's fine. I smell like my husband because I'm in dirty laundry, but you're
0: going to see it when you come and look on our IG. She's doing Hannibal Lecter. She even got crafty and made a mask. I think if I can go, I'm sure my husband's sleeping on the couch as we speak. So I'm going to go wake him up and make him put B on a dolly to recreate Hannibal's in my opinion most iconic look yeah the mask the straight jacket tied to a dolly right and see if you can spot the subtle details because I really went into it you guys I
1: really did my best
0: I see one Mm. that I've been looking at all night and that should I say it or no no okay fine um so yes check that out um and and we will see you next time. Also tell friends and family members (laughs) about
2: this podcast.
0: (laughs) On all streaming sites. And we love you bye. See you next time. Bye.